I've literally considered like flying to New York, <laughs> pawning something. I don't know. Like, I have a I've friend never who flew just to go. Yeah, just yeah. Like it, yeah, I, I have haven't to. since rent really had that experience of like yeah. I can't stop listening to this. It's extraordinary. Yeah, it's and, and my fr- I had a friend who is she's a documentary filmmaker. She's a serious minded, not fandom person. Who in 1996 when you know she had seen Rent and she loved it when the recording came out she called me one day and she's like i'm at work i cannot stop li-. she's like i think i feel like there's something wrong with me yeah i can't <laughs> that's stop how i feel about yeah. that's, how I, that's how i felt yeah. about hamilton so i feel like now <laughs> I, I like i sort of understood i appreciated it at the time and it was like that isn't that cool but now i know for sure because i'm the same way with hamilton yeah oh that God. is interesting because yeah of course you can't do it with the thing that you're already in but no, now no, you can no. associate but those same emotions with a new show when you're in a show i mean i don't my experience in a musical <laughs> stopped when I was like 18. But <laughs> I know like when I was in a play, like there'd be certain lines that we would sing, you know, that would get stuck in our heads from rehearsal and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like what were the lines like that from Rent that the cast was like always had stuck in their heads? Oh, I, I can't speak for everybody. I mean, it's really, it's really more like when you're in rehearsal and you're learning the song and it's just sort of the song kind of just is in the back of your mind all the time or any particular like hook. So it wasn't any one thing. But once you're doing the show eight times a week, it doesn't really occur anymore. Yeah, I'm it sort sure. Of, it happens at the theater, and then it's sort of gone. But like, I'm having that with Hamilton as a li- as a <laughs> oh, fan yeah. and listener. What like, are your Hamilton lines? Uh, it just depends, you know. Yeah, I, I do him a little bit of my Lin Manuel impression. Let's hear it. <laughs> I am not throwing away my shot. <laughs> oh my I am God. not throwing away my shot. Hey yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. Oh Boom. shit, that was awesome. <laughs> You guys kind of have similar voices. Yeah, I, I, when I first listened to it, it reminded me of your voice a lot. Yeah, I've seen you know folks on the interwebs have said similar things. Sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So, I mean, <laughs> get in there. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> oh, I can't play Hamilton. No, that has to be not a, a non-white person. I know, but yeah. I don't know. I, I remember doing a Funniest Female in L.A. competition, and one of the comics that was on the show brought her seven children so they could vote for her. That's, I mean, if you got him. Why was, else uh, would you have seven children? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. It was a hell of a thing. That's why yeah. all the Mormons are so funny. Mm-hmm. They're always bringing their kids to the comedy their show. Life is a bringer show. Yeah. <laughs> More, Mormon pussies are a bringer show. <laughs> Look, if you want to flood a voting booth, start procreating. <laughs> it's what, kind of what they do already. I mean, that they spread their uh, the knowledge that's all over the quiverfuls. Mm-hmm. That's their whole quiver. Flock. Quiverfuls, yeah, that's their whole philosophy. Have as many kids as possible, mm-hmm. and that's how they that's how they win. Get it's more all, people you know, in. It's a plan that always backfires. My parents thought has, having a bunch of kids would have you know gotten them somewhere, but no, mm-hmm. uh, we all disagree with them. Yeah, <laughs> they have seven kids that don't give a fuck about their opinion. <laughs> I, love I mean, it. yeah, it's kind of like having seven kids is kind of like deciding to start a circus with seven cats. Mm-hmm. It might work out, but probably they're all gonna escape, and you're just gonna end up broken. Looking like an I think you keep having more. <laughs> you keep having more because you're like, but this next one will work out, right? You know? <laughs> like, okay, let's just give it one more shot. Yeah, it's like it's like a poker game that you're doubling down on with your sperm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, particularly because, like everybody, I wake up in the morning feeling like a failure. So, yeah. do you? Oh, sure. I wouldn't trust anybody who doesn't wake up feeling like a failure. That I mean, is very true because yeah, all yeah. the people who have too much confidence are always the worst. They're yeah, just not. That's true. Yeah. You, can, you can smell it on someone when they, when they don't wake up feeling like a failure. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it, it's not that it's crippling. Right. Yeah. But 
you know, you don't wake up thinking. I mean, can you imagine somebody waking up every day and looking at their Oscar and saying, I'm I'm like so fabulous? I mean, that, I don't think that's a good thing. No. Well, when you're like, I've done it all already. And you're like, <laughs> I well, might as well die. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But see, I kind of have a fantasy of reaching that point and being like, cool, now I can watch TV. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. One of the most comforting things that anyone ever told me was when I first um, started working at The New Yorker. Mm-hmm. And one day I saw Roger Angel, who is one of the great, all-time great writers at The New Yorker. He's been there forever and ever and ever. He mm-hmm. practically grew up there. His stepfather was E.B. White. And he's, oh, wow. you know, he's the man. Right. Yeah. And he's an unbelievably great writer. So you figure he would feel like, hey, I'm Roger Angel. I'm awesome. I don't. And he was 